team mentality in the news? Cat or dog? Dog. I wasn't asking you, it's rhetorical. Uh. We're about to get into it. Now, Elevation Beats. sexist why are they sexist because they represent the patriarchy <laughs> oh man where'd you get that one from how you don't well why don't you think i come up with these myself patriarchy i don't pop, know if you're that clever babe. pop tarts instead of I mom give you tarts. lots of credit for things i don't know about this so on today's episode we're talking about teams mm-hmm. microsoft teams sponsorship Hopefully. Um, I mean, today, no, last week, the oldest dog in the world died. See if you can guess how old. 40. Jamisa, you want to take a guess? I don't know. 60? 31. (laughs) Like human age? Like regular age versus dog age? Yeah. Like regular years. So what would that be in human years? 31 times 7? 217. Oh, 200. Mm-hmm. That's oh, hell. Like that. That's a long ass time. Old I don't know if I like my dogs that long to be around me. <laughs> so long. when I saw that, it reminded me that I don't give a shit about dogs. Why? Why is that? Well, I think I just had too many dogs. I did all that dog rescue mm-hmm. for so long. Huh? But I am definitely team cat. Oh, I am not team cat. Do you have it's- a cat? No, we do not have a cat. We have two dogs. One is 165 pounds, and the other one is 30 pounds. So there is no cat in my house. I don't, yeah, I can't do the cat litter thing. Right. So, I mean, you a team dog? Yes, I think so. Okay. Why do we have this divide? Your flashlight's on, by the way, babe. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Preference. But why are we always having to pick one team or the other? I don't know if I care enough to be on a team with this one, but I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, there are other things that I'm very much on team for or team against, but... Mountains or beach? Mountains. Both. I don't know. I like both. Yeah, um, I can do the beach for like a day or two and then I'm over it. It's the sand. (laughs) So this is going to be a theme in our podcast today, is this human need to have to pick one side or the other and the problems that that creates. Do you think it is, I know I'm probably going way deep in here, but at the beginning of this ep, um, this episode of the podcast, but do you think it's like a brain thing? Like, do you think our brains are binary in that way? I'm curious what you two think. I was just checking out all our followers on the socials. But do you feel like it could be like a brain thing? Like we just have to, like our brains are just binary? Well, what else would it be? Because that's what would cause our existence. No, but... What do you mean? Like, are you alive or you dead? Like, what are you talking about? It's like saying, do you think bananas taste like banana because they're bananas? But there's, we always spend time saying, like, things are on a spectrum. There's this gray area. But because it's a thinking process, it would have to be the brain. But do you think it automatically goes there and we have to force, you know, like, I think some, we talked in a previous episode where people are like, uh, not default to, like, passive versus aggressive. Are you saying, is it a brain default? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I think so. And I think I know why. Why is that? About to blow your mind. You're not. What is it? I think it's F3R2 stuff. I think knowing what Uh, side you're on creates Mm -hmm. an evolutionary advantage. Yeah. I can see that. The sense of belonging to Mm -hmm. to a group. I think the problem with it these days is it prevents nuance and it prevents skillfully understanding issues and it prevents people from even like wanting to consider different perspectives. Mm. So they just go to their default brain. Mm-hmm. But don't you think that, oh, well, I won't say that. I'll save it. For go ahead. Time. Let's Mm-mm. hear it. I was going to say, I think it's, 
it's almost like we go to the auto brain, like we go into autopilot and it, it, we're not forcing ourselves to think for, on a spectrum mm-hmm. um, that the brain just kind of goes Saves to, energy. Mm-hmm. So it's either one or the other. Yep. So cats, dogs, Amin picks dogs. Yeah. Jamisa picks dogs. I pick cats. Why do we not eat dogs? We, you've asked this question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of societal. similar stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The brain has categorized. But it's a thing because we've decided, what, a long ass mm-hmm. time ago that pigs were going to be something that some people eat. But then people but then come up with justifications smart. for mm-hmm. it rather than just saying that's emotionally how my brain is. Mm-hmm. So I looked up uh, kind of that question uh, and the scientific basis for it. And so it's interesting. We get the most amount of energy from plants. And then mm-hmm. after plants, we get the most amount of energy from animals that eat plants. And then we get very little energy from animals that eat other animals. And so that's why oftentimes we don't eat predators. And so hmm. dogs are predators and cats are predators, but cows are not. They're consumers. Ah. And so, yeah, Look I thought it was there. very interesting. I mean, use his yeah. brain for something over here. <laughs> She's <there>. surprised. <laughs> that makes but, yeah. sense. And it's like an exponential rate of loss. So we get a lot of energy from plants. I just so why don't we just vegetables. eat plants? Well, yeah, I don't know. We need protein, though. Plant but you plants. get a lot of plants from protein. Uh, you get a lot of protein from plants, which is a common thinking error, I believe, that you don't get protein from plants. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, there you go. But you, you notice fats. how our brains, right, automatically categorize. But as soon as someone says protein, we immediately go to meat. Mm-hmm. Okay. And remember Fair. all the uh, milk commercials back in the day? I remember seeing some guy on TikTok talk about, man, those milk commercials were wild. They weren't even like supporting a certain brand of milk. It was just milk. <laughs> You remember that Jamisa growing up? I mean, might be in a bit young for it, but like they'd always be telling you to drink milk drink on TV. Milk. Mm-hmm. Got milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was there. Or you break your bones and stuff. Mm. All right. So how does this apply to Israel and Pakistan? Pakistan. Sorry, Pekka, Palestine. <laughs> oh, I was going to go into India, Pakistan, but we'll just stay with Israel, Palestine Jesus. for now. Um. Yeah, uh, we, we see it play out in real time, right? With mm-hmm. either, especially in the United States, I won't, I can only speak for us, where people are picking a side. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like, I think people are very much like, there isn't even like a blur line. It's like, it's either one or the other. Um, so you see this need to pick a team comes out as people talk about Israel and Palestine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sure. I don't think it, it, just from things that I've read, what I've seen, reports that we see from news from um held press secretary and stuff with the white house like it's not even about like what's happening Mm -hmm. in real time to people there it seems like it's very much about like this position that they take because i think if people really looked at what was happening there maybe their position may shift and actually like pay attention to it because you can't look at that and like see these images and be like i picked the team Mm -hmm. It reminds me of, uh, you remember the Ashton Kutcher uh, and Mila mm-hmm. Kunis thing a little mm-hmm. bit ago where they were writing a mm-hmm. character statement for that guy who was definitely a rapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like you're faced with all this evidence, but you have to protect this side that you're already mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah. But that's wild to me. And you're mm-hmm. right. Because I wonder, but I think for people who have picked a particular side, like, do you not see... Mm-hmm. And they like were torn by two different sides, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, nonprofit work, they were doing a lot of work with victims of sexual exactly. violence. Yep. But then another side was that their time with the individual mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, them feeling like that he was a very good person during mm-hmm. that time. Oh, yeah. Well, now, right? It was like currently mm-hmm. we think this person. Well, the okay. reason I bring up those conflicting sides is I think you see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the headlines this week was Democratic Party is fractured. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about traditionally Democratic Party kind of looks at each other to say, who do we support here? Mm. And, and they on, don't know. And on this one, they see Biden and uh, the the kind of administration in general taking one stance. And a lot of Democrats been like, I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. And then the, you have that inter-party kind of divide, which is interesting because with Trump, he kind of said, screw that in the Republican Party divide mm-hmm. and just took everyone with him. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah, it, that is not going to happen here. Um, and I, I feel like what a lot of people who would identify, identify themselves as being a bit more liberal, um, and this is Jamisa's opinion, like 
I think people would, those people would be like, I'm a bit more, I'm a humanitarian and Mm -hmm. I want to see, you know, peace, good in the world. And then we have this happening Mm -hmm. and then the United States funding it. And that's really difficult to say, like, this is what I believe. This is what I stand for. And then back that. Like, I struggle with that personally. And you see a lot of team or side switching, I think, with this Israeli-Palestine conflict that you haven't seen before. I see a lot more people speaking up in support of Palestine than I've ever seen previously. Would you agree with that, I mean? A hundred percent, yep. And so you and I have grown up in two different cultures, right? I've grown up in a culture that was very pro-Israeli. You've grown up in a culture that was very pro- uh, pro-Palestine, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And so it's an interesting thing to observe. Um, and what's interesting you say that because I think growing up... Is she going to keep interrupting me in this episode? Yeah. Oh, um, my goodness. That I think there have been a lot here in the U.S. growing up, and maybe even now, hopefully not now, where people are like, well, this is what they've been doing for forever. Mm-hmm. So like, let's just turn a blind eye. Like, we're going to turn a blind eye to it. And that is not the case in 2023. And I think, too, Biden felt like he had to be pro-Israeli because that's where donor money was coming from for him. I don't and think he realized yeah. the backlash he was going to get. I think he thought this would just be a default for the whole country. And mm-hmm. I don't think he was expecting it. Yep. And so now you see him saying, well, I think we need a humanitarian pause over there. Yeah, because didn't he ask for a ceasefire or something mm-hmm. on yesterday? Uh, finally. Yeah. Oh, that's well. It's it's damn what twenty something days too effing late. Like five hospitals too late. Have five hospitals too late. too late. Yeah, I actually. Have you seen um, the refugee camp that's been bombed two days in a row? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they. I found this these stats today. Wait, wait, wait. Jamisa brought notes to me. Yeah. Um. So the overall death toll as of today has is crossed nine thousand. Sheesh. Um. And it was saying I think that someone had. They tallied it out, but every 10 minutes, a child in Palestine is killed. Yeah, and and I think for the first time in history, we just have so much access to video footage on the Mm -hmm. ground. Like, I saw one. This one ripped my heart out last night. It was a a doctor. She's just walking by. They bring in a kid on a stretcher telling everybody, move, move, move. She notices it's her daughter, and she just (gasps) loses her mind and starts chasing it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that one uh, is tough to watch. Mm. So. But yeah, we have so much evidence now. But then, like you said, but people are supporting certain sides. So what do you do? Do you go with the evidence and ditch the side that you've been on, that you found comfort in? Or do you follow the evidence? And it's very, it's a tough challenge regardless Mm -hmm. what you choose. Do you feel like you have to take a side? In situations like this, I personally think yes. And tell me about that. Because I'm kind of on that humanitarian side. uh, But isn't that like a third side? I think it's the only side that I yeah. take. Like uh, what's going on in Sudan and Congo, it's kind mm-hmm. of a similar thing. There, theirs is more about natural resources, mm-hmm. um, but it's kind of the same thing. It's you know these government entities funded by the US, UK, France again. Ooh, I got yeah. Well, so let's pause real quick and let's give people because I don't think everyone has context on the Congo. Mm-mm. So I mean, Jamisa, you want to provide some context about what is happening in the Congo and perhaps why we're not hearing much about it. Well, while we aren't hearing much about it, it's because it is in a country where the majority of people are brown skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, 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 I think that's just the bottom line for that mm-hmm. one. Um, I don't know. I don't. And I probably um, I will apologize. I don't know how much information I have that's, that you may have more than I do. Yeah, I, I forget what the mineral, what it's called, but there's gigantic <laughs> reserves of mm-hmm. it in the Congo. And, and this has been going on for like this part of it has been going for about five years, right? And it's like years, cobalt right? and yes. copper or something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they just have a ton of those reserves, and it's already never been a humanitarian mm-hmm. uh, thing when people go over, you know, these natural reserves. But uh, there's been a huge push, and they're, they're, it's classified as a genocide again, mm-hmm. uh, like with anything else going on uh, with the stories that we're talking about. So, so due to this to... huge natural resource, there started to be a lot of infighting mm-hmm. within the country, which are based around fractures that colonial powers created mm-hmm. back when, that has then led to people kind of fighting over this wealth. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, the people in the country are being killed, depending on which side they've been seen on, mm-hmm. and everyone's been displaced. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you know the Congo is also accepting refugees from neighboring countries that are wow. having issues? And so it's this interesting situation, right? Where there, people are fleeing the Congo to find a safer place to live. But apparently, you know, if you're from a neighboring country, it might be a safer place than what they might be experiencing yeah. there. And they were saying, I um, 
I actually saw this on NPR, but there's um, that smartphones, computers, electrical vehicles, um, they are using these rechargeable batteries now Mm -hmm. as we're trying to move away from fossil fuel. And as a result of that, like these multinational companies are encouraging this mining to actually Mm -hmm. be expanded. And it has, um, it's left like, I mean, thousands upon thousands of um, people, they, they're forced to leave their homes mm-hmm. um, in the Congo to um, like their homes and their farms because they're expanding this, mm-hmm. this mining. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's a cobalt mines and they're saying so many kids are actually working there. Yep. Um, so they're trying and I saw something like this article, like they're going to try to end child labor in the Congo in 2025. <laughs> Is it not 2023? Yep. This is where we are, right? Where this is like, oh, we'll we'll deal with this issue in two years. So coming back to this issue of teams and people feeling the need to pick a side, why do you think, like I looked on several different um, websites today that list all the different news stories. Not one of them mentioned the Congo. No. You're going to look for it. Like you have to like really look for it. So why do you think America's picked the Israeli-Palestine conflict over the Congo conflict in terms of this we're interested in. You talked about this when Ukraine was happening mm-hmm. first and said, well, right now we have these issues in these countries, um, but those involve brown skin people. Exactly. And that's why America has kind of picked Ukraine mm-hmm. to support. And, and I think it's uh, also determined by how they can paint whatever picture, right? Like they always paint the Israeli-Palestine thing as, yep, Jewish people and Muslims, they don't like each other, mm-hmm. right? And so they're just going to always be fighting. That's what it is. The Muslims are mad that the Jewish people are here, and that's why they're upset. And they completely ignore all the geopolitical nonsense that went on, how it was uh, planned by the U.S. and the U.K. to be like, huh, we need a headquarters in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. None of these countries are going to let us be there. Let's put these people here, act like we're doing them a favor, get them all you know, military trained or whatever, have a huge base of operation here, and pay them an allowance for the rest of their mm-hmm. existence and use them as a... And so I think with the Congo... They just don't know how to paint that picture right no. now. So they're not going to come to us and be like, yeah, look at what we're doing here. After mm-hmm. we told you about all these electrical vehicles mm-hmm. that we want to power with these batteries. Look at what they don't know how to paint it. It reminds me of Rwanda, too, right? Yeah. They they were like, oh, yep, these two people hate each other. And that's why they're, they're trying to wipe each other out. It's like, yeah, but how did they end up in this situation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you look into that, the answer becomes very clear again. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think that they can't, like, it's like, what is the bigger resources, right? So they have like, oil and all these different things mm-hmm. over in, in, um, in Israel and mm-hmm. Palestine and, like, what do, I mean, cobalt. Is like, there a lot of natural resources there? Water, uh, citrus is a big export. I don't know how many natural resources are there. I do, mm-hmm. I do know uh, Israel has quite a few uh, big exports, but I don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. I know this is just it's you notice I didn't make any culturally insensitive jokes. Good job. <laughs> I can't. So when it comes to this teams, Jamisa, you you kind of mentioned you become very team Palestine. Mm-hmm. Why is there a need to join that team, do you think? I think it's like what I mean said. It's a humanitarian part. Like you mm-hmm. can't. I have. I think. But do you have to join a team in order to represent humanitarian needs? These days, I don't understand how you couldn't. Mm-hmm. These days, I feel like yes. Uh, I feel like one of the far right people told on himself just uh, a couple weeks ago. He was like, "Notice how it's the same people who supported Black Lives Matter that are suddenly pro Palestine, and they just want to, you know, create all these problems." And they don't. It's like, well, no, they're it's the same side because it's the yeah. same fight in yeah. all these different places. It's oppressed people and standing with them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I thought that was a very interesting thing that he drew the conclusion of that. I was like, yeah, yeah, true. It is the same people, and that's a good thing, I think. All right, so let's talk about a, a divide that's emerged a little bit in our house, which is um, how much do you expose yourself to this and how much exposure becomes non-productive mm-hmm. and harmful? Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, I mean, we have more video footage than we've ever had before. And is that healthy to consume in terms that it heightens your empathy or is it harmful in the fact that you get desensitized, traumatized, secondary trauma from watching? 
I don't know. I struggle with this one a lot personally, too, because I think about, okay, so you just read off how many thousands died in Palestine. Think about all the ones that are living and Mm -hmm. they were witnessing this trauma. And so they're living it. And I'm like, oh, this video is too much for me. I can't watch it. And then I think this heightened level of empathy that we're all having, I do think... I don't know what that change is. I feel like things are different right now. I feel yeah. like it's very, I've, I used to be scared, I think, to say, I promise you people are lying. This isn't what it, like, I'm not a terrorist, right? I'm, most of them, I'm an Arab. I'm not a terrorist. I'm telling you, there's a lot like me, whatever. And, and that used to be like a whole thing that I would have to kind of explain. And it's like, no, it's way more complicated, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Nowadays, there's people that are, you know, dead in the middle that are like, oh, I feel like I've been lied to my whole life. Mm-hmm. And, and and you feel a lot of that, right, Jamisa? Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a lot that can happen with those emotions because now, you know, everyone's caught in this giant lie. Everyone's confused. Oh, all these pro-humanitarian people are suddenly doing this very obviously not humanitarian mm-hmm. stance uh, and, and standing up for it. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. And so just the sheer number of people there used to be this old uh, quote from, I don't know if it was ancient Rome or ancient Greece, but they were set, they were debating on whether they should make all the working class wear capes so that they can identify who's a working class and who's nobility. Eventually, they shot the idea down saying that if they noticed how many there were, they would overtake the nobility, mm-hmm. right? And, and so they ended up not doing this. And so I think there's a lot of strength in numbers and this kind of shared empathy can get a lot done. I mean... America hasn't progressed as much as we would love it to, but after Black Lives Matter, I do think they took some significant, uh, you know, steps in certain companies. You know, even we, we talk about DEI work. There's more funding for DEI work these days than there's ever been. Is it a perfect step? No, of course not. But it's a step, and so yeah, I don't know. So, let me see your thoughts. I um, I'm with you. Like you, who did you? I mean. Because you and I definitely do not. I don't think we agree on this. I like I like you say you you can't see this, and then like just like I'm going to turn this off and go and watch my the sitcom or some you know. Why did you point at me when you said watch the sitcom? I'm just doing like whatever, hmm. or some reality TV show. But for me, I look at it, and then I'm even more curious about like the funding. Mm-hmm. So it's I think it has piqued my curiosity about like the money. Like, who's funding this? How much has been funded over however many years? And just tracing those things back. And so I feel like there are times that Ben will come in and he'll be like, oh, my gosh, you're looking at these images. He's like, yeah, I'm looking at it because I feel like I'm – and not that – like, just being able like, – you cannot I – don't, I don't – I can't imagine someone looking at, like, Gaza September 1st where buildings are completely intact – then going and looking and there's a huge, like a crater, you know, two craters in the middle of the ground. I think it was yesterday and be like, oh, I'm just going to like turn this off and go look at some cat video mm-hmm. on Insta. Yeah. It, it just, I can't, cat. I can't do that. It makes me even more curious about like, you know, who, even within the UN, like who has uh, voted for a ceasefire versus who hadn't. Mm-hmm. And it just Ooh, makes I know me, that one. America hasn't. <laughs> Yeah. It makes me more curious about like how this happened. And even within the U.S., like who's in office now? Not just Biden. And then who is benefiting from this attack yep. financially? Exactly. And I feel like this time, I, I, it's interesting how much is just being set out in the open. Mm-hmm. Like you'll find a video and be shocked that somebody would mm-hmm. publicly say such a thing. And then if you imagine a brown person saying the same words, what would happen? Mm-hmm. Right. What would that response be? How would it look? They would talk about, they'd use the old words, tell us that we're savages, tell us all this kind of stuff. And then they say the same words and it's like, but now everyone is seeing it. Yeah. So, so let's switch slightly. Um, I think one of the things that the Israel-Palestine conflict has highlighted is how much people rely on celebrities to be their mouthpieces. Oh, yeah. And celebrities picking a side and then being vilified or worshipped for whatever side they pick. What's your take on that? Why do we rely on celebrities to dissect these incredibly nuanced situations and have faith that they will make the right call um, when it comes to what we need to be doing as a country? I think my eyes have just been open since October 7th. Mm-hmm. 
I think we have this thinking error of representation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think we did the same thing with politicians in, in one way or another. I think we were like, oh, this politician stands up for this and I'm going to align myself with that. So maybe we have these views of celebrities that, oh, this person's a good person. Let me wait and see what this good person who has influence and who has, you know, a lot of eyes on them and probably a lot more information. Let me see what they say. Right. But yeah, I think a lot of that's dying down now. We're seeing all this stuff. Like Justin Bieber was like, stand for Israel. And behind that picture was a picture of flattened Gaza. And he thought it was Israel. And so he had to delete that post. And what Amy Schumer keeps going. Oh, my God. She's crazy as all hell. She she immediately skipped to the Arabs are rapists. Arabs are it's okay. So then this chick had had the audacity to put up a quote from Martin Luther King. And then did you see his daughter? His daughter was like, no, ma'am, we're not doing that. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I think that pedestal is starting to lose a little bit of grip because I think we thought they had more access to information. At least that's a mean thoughts there. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think it's f***ing insane. (laughs) (laughs) I've always thought celebrities were insane. So you get good at something. Like, I remember when I was little, and I loved Bob Dylan's music. And I thought, like, he was everything. His ability to deconstruct narratives and to look at stories in such interesting ways blew my mind. And so I remember thinking, like, he's probably a good dude. And then I realized, like, all of his friends' wives that had slept with and all this kind of stuff. (laughs) And I made this split between Bob Dylan, the singer, and Bob Dylan, the human. Mm -hmm. And I think not many people make that split soon enough. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, an example of that might be, um, I'm, like, probably the best lover you've ever had, Jamisa. Oh, my gosh. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be, like, great at cleaning services. Mm-hmm. And so we use this halo effect, right? Which what we tend to talk about in DEI work, where because someone's good at one thing, we tend to generalize that into them being good at other things. And I think we spend a lot of time as regular non-celebrity want to people. The best lover ever? Absolutely not. Um, and finding the people, the celebrities that we like, trying to find something that we have in some sort of common with them, right? Um, or, you know, if they are wearing certain things like, oh, I need to dress like this person. I think we do a lot with um, musicians and that they they purposely like make songs that relate to the everyday person, mm-hmm. people. And then we're like, oh, they're relatable when in fact they're not. And probably a lot of them are just idiots. Right. And they, like you said, they're just good at one thing. But then we expect them to be knowledgeable in everything. And not to and say they're that not, they are not and shouldn't. it's a pe- huh? I'm, I'm not getting into this. They shouldn't have a voice. I'm not getting into this whole. But we shouldn't look up to like, them shut to up have and one. dribble the basketball and all that racist stuff that came out. What I mean is for me to see you as an authority in this area, do the work. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't doubt you can be good at this and also know a lot about this. But I think too often we say, oh, I like that song they sung. I wonder what their opinions on this are. No, I think we do look for them to give us an answer or for some sort of guidance. I think a lot of people do that. Um, like, um, uh, what is the, uh, uh, Khaled, DJ Khaled. And everybody's like, he hadn't said anything. And he's from Palestine. Maybe he don't need to say Mm-hmm. Like people have been on it. Like they have been like, there have been so many posts about him not make, taking a stance, but like, why are we expecting him I to do that? I saw one of his posts and then I saw another one. <laughs> what? Because he says oh, another whatever. one. <laughs> whatever. Come on. That was funny. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> whatever. Thanks for me. Um, but yeah, it's like, and the people are like, oh, well, you know, Beyonce hasn't said anything. Like, why are we expecting these people to say anything? Mm-hmm. Like, if they hadn't said anything by now, we we're, what, 20 plus days in? They're just not going to say anything. Stop asking about it. Yep. And then we got our conspiracy-loving friend, Miss Deb, who talks about these celebrities have to use certain talking points from the sponsorships they're receiving. And 100%. she may very well be right, yeah. And you saw so. with, like, the Harvard law school students mm-hmm. getting uh, job offers rescinded mm-hmm. that there's probably a lot of truth in that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we saw some celebrities say nothing for the first, wow, it's been weeks since it's happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, since the first weeks that it happened and then suddenly they're posting all about it. So I feel like they mm-hmm. got whatever clearances mm-hmm. they need to mm-hmm. and now they can do it. Uh, I think Bella Hadid was one of those. Everyone was like, she's Palestinian. She's not saying anything. Then suddenly she came out of nowhere and just, I think every single day, at least 10 posts about it. I think Angelina Jolie just came out Mm -hmm. and said something. But I thought was so interesting is, um, and I respect 
LeBron mm-hmm. James, but like the fact that LeBron James came out in pro Israel and he's holding the Mal- autobiography yep. of Malcolm X. And it's like, do you know who he is? Yeah. Did you read this book? Mm-hmm. You know, did you read, have you listened to any of the speeches that Malcolm X had done? You would not, those two things don't, they, but that's where you find yourself like we, we go back to this teams concept, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you're team LeBron James and you really appreciate the work he's done in his home state with inner city mm-hmm. schools and this kind mm-hmm. of stuff, then it's difficult to be like, oh, but he's on the wrong side mm-hmm. with this. It's like, so, it's like you can't have like, those two brains, things don't make sense. Yeah. But our brains don't allow for that kind of complexity. Mm-hmm. It's either you're with him or you're against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I think you find yourself being like, I don't like him anymore. I was just like, I'm annoyed with him. Like, I think he, like you said, the work that he's done in his hometown, like, I just think in his skills, you can't deny that. Yep. You can't. As you said, after our first date, he's got mad skills. Yeah. (laughs) That's what's happened. You okay over there with me? That was a good one. So we need to find a way to push our brains to become a bit more nuanced. Because I'm with a mean, like I'll post something on social media about children dying in Palestine. People are like, so you're a fan of terrorism? Yep. Because there's no nuance. It's like, I know that I'm not a fan of children dying. <laughs> Can we start there? But that is so extreme to me. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know what I'm saying? But that's but like, how it's always been. Yeah, but like I can't be like, I'm glad that someone's, you know, dying in Israel. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Like, none of this should be happening. Exactly. So if LeBron came out tomorrow with a more nuanced approach... And offering support to the children of Palestine who are being harmed and traumatized and killed through this, how would it affect your opinion? I don't. I don't think my opinion about him changed. I just thought it was really interesting that he held the book about the autobiography mm-hmm. of Malcolm X, but then he supported. Uh, I Israel. think your opinion of him did change. Yeah, I'm like, did you read the book? Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, do we have enough space for people to grow and to change? I think so. I, I do. Yeah, of course. But like you said, and we should just know who we're looking to anyway. Like, mm-hmm. if he said something that agrees with me, cool. If he said something that disagrees with me, mm-hmm. then, you know. Do you think we have enough curiosity when people disagree with us? Or do you think we take it as an identity thing? And we need we, to have some curiosity. We should. Yeah. yeah. We should. And I think there are certain, and I think it depends on your um, uh, your your temperature as far as your passion is concerned Mm. so if it's something that i'm incredibly passionate about and then someone's like no absolutely not i don't know if i could hear that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like if someone came and it's like they don't care that every 10 minutes a child in palestine is being killed like i i don't want to hear anything you have to Mm -hmm. say at that point you know are you aren't concerned you don't care about like they're still like there's bodies under mm-hmm. today under some building that was that collapsed right now as we speak, and no one and you don't and someone that say that well I, that's not my concern I don't care about that we can't have Do that you conversation. Think that we also get into this judgmental kind of temperature check where it's like are you as mad as I am about this to be on my side? Mm-hmm. And so let you me saying yes yeah hundred percent. Let me give you an example. So you and I tend to process our frustration and our sadness about the situation very differently, right? Mm-hmm. Like I tend to do it very quietly. I look at stories quietly. You want to share and communicate about it. Mm-hmm. And at times you're like, why don't you care about this? And it's be- because I'm not verbalizing it in the same way you are that I then get judged for not having the same emotional reaction. And I think part of me at times wants to say like, just because I'm not yelling doesn't mean I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I think we do that as a culture. Yeah, 100%. Like, okay, so you care about this issue, but are you willing to yell and scream about it? Mm-hmm. Versus I may process this stuff differently. What are your thoughts there? No, I think I will come and I will say something. You're like, oh my gosh, are you back on TV, on your phone again? It's like, yeah, I'm on my phone again. Is that an and impression then he's, of me? Yeah, so he's like, I'm concerned about your mental health. I'm like, I am 47 years old. I can manage. I know that was a separate conversation. <laughs> <laughs> You're confusing two conversations. <laughs> so that was just point blank. I'm concerned about your mental health. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so it is interesting, right? Like, I think we do get judgy if people don't feel the same way. Because I wore my favorite mushroom shirt the other day, and this lady was talking about how she hates mushrooms. My temperature went up a little bit. <laughs> I was ready for. I was ready for the fight. But yeah, I, and I. I, I can only speak for myself. I think when there's something I'm really passionate about, I do want to talk to other people who are passionate about it. And not that I can't see the other side. Like, 
I, I, and even with this situation, like I've made a point to look at documentaries, to read as much as possible, to kind of see from both sides, like how do we get to this place? Mm-hmm. And like I was telling you, like, even like expanding out from there, like, how did we get to even bigger place that like this is even happening, you know, a hundred years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. How do you think our fascination with sports in this country makes this so much worse? Makes it worse? Mm-hmm. How did it tie? Oh, you need me to make the connection for yes. you? Yes. All right, I forgot. <laughs> I'm sometimes dealing with people who process information at a slightly different speed. So, <laughs> whatever. Um, so we grow up with sports, right? There's a winner and a loser. There's two teams competing, and one of them's in the right, one of them's in the wrong. And most people in America pick like a team that's in their the league that they enjoy watching. And even though that team is made up of maybe 15 people who are on a completely different team the year before, we give it this group identity that we stand beside no matter what. And Mm. we're like, the Cleveland Browns are amazing, despite all factual evidence to the opposite. (laughs) And despite the fact that their team roster doesn't look anything like it did, but this collective thinking, this um, personalizing identity stuff, this this team represents who I am as a human stuff, to me is just so similar to this need to pick a side. Mm-hmm. And I think the two breed into each other. So I remember I was watching sports with some friends and I, I'm not the person to watch sports with. Don't, you know, if you ever think about asking me to watch sports, don't. And I'm just sitting there thinking, these people are so emotional over whether this spherical object goes this direction or that direction. <laughs> and like all this money's flowing into this. And all this energy and the people I was with knew every single detail about this team for like the last 20 years. I'm like, imagine if this attention had been, you know, given to other topics like childhood trauma. Like what would it be? But, you know, I will say that I think I have, since all this has happened and just really trying to do a bit more research, one, about why we pick teams. Like, I don't even know. If I can pick a team, like, you know, like I'm liberal and I'm standing with it. I don't know if I can do that anymore. They, I am so at a loss. And it's funny you said, because now I'm like, I don't, yeah, I was telling Ben a few days ago, I was like, you know, I'll be like, oh, in 20, 30 years, we're going to be doing this and traveling. I'm like, I can't see past that. Like, I can't see past where we are right now to even contemplate what's sure going to happen how much longer our last 20 either. years from now. Yeah, specifically with you. But it's also like, I can't say like, you know, I'm liberal democrat because like look what's happening right now under this party so i can't even tell you i would pick a team that's what we all need to move let's stop saying i'm christian let's stop using these group identities as our own personal identity and let's start just becoming more nuanced humans yeah i agree I agree because I can't. I'm like I. I don't. You know, because you know all these things like, oh, you got to vote, Geneva. Like you can't pressure people to do that. And who the hell knows what what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always had a strong stance on voting for that reason because most of the things that I cared about were kind of international policies, and I was like, oh, it's the same on both sides. Mm-hmm. And so I'd take part in local elections just because of the local issues that I did care for, and mm-hmm. and I saw some changes happen. Uh, with stuff like that, but president, they were like, well, this guy's a Democrat, this guy, they were like, oh, well, Trump is going to do blah, 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 blah. I was like, well, you know, it's not like previous presidents didn't do the same thing yeah. with with this whole Israel-Palestine thing, which is usually one of the main things I would look into, or it's not like they would, you know, stop bombing kids and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. And it goes back to me, uh, to what we were talking about earlier with can we see too many of these videos or, or not? I do think we have to be careful watching too much of it. But at the same time, I think we're so desensitized to certain words. We used to hear drone strikes and not see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. right? We used to hear, oh, this many people died. But then we'll have a, such a huge emotional reaction to just seeing one person hurting. right? And so seeing the gravity of it, seeing the realism of it might have people switching switching sides, right? Like mm-hmm. what we're talking about. And I think to watch some of the documentaries mm-hmm. um, and to see like these kids and I, you know, I went, remember watching one, they're just like, I just want to have a sandwich today and yeah. we didn't get a chance to eat. And um, yeah, and, and you can't, 
I feel like I need to, not that I need to see it, but I, I think it's important for me to see that because I do not want to go back to status quo mm-hmm. to how I was three or four months ago and just been like, oh, whatever, this has been going on long enough and I'm going to move on. Like, I, I can't, I think my eyes may be just open mm-hmm. and I don't want to go back to that because I don't know if I can live like that anymore. So there's this story, I don't know how true it is, but like during the Vietnam War, there was a guy who stood out in front of the White House all day and all night and had a candle with him. Mm-hmm. And at some point, a reporter came up to him and said, you really think you're going to change anyone by having the, you know, lighting a candle and standing out here in the rain and the cold and all that? He's like, I'm not trying to change anyone else. Like, he's like, I'm trying to maintain my humanity and not have them change me. Mm-hmm. He's like, I stand out here to witness my own humanity and to make sure that that doesn't go away. Um, he's like, I'm not necessarily trying to change them. And I think when I hear you talk to me, so I hear a lot of that. Like you're having this whole sense of like, the world's not humane, but I want to be. Yeah. And how do I maintain that? How do I not get blinded mm-hmm. um, and lose my own sense of compassion? Mm-hmm. And I mean, like I said, we can probably have a whole season on capitalism, but it makes me think about like, what are we consuming? Who are we purchasing things from? Who do these companies support that is even bigger than the store that I bought it from? Um, and how is that filtering back to someone being harmed? Mm-hmm. And so it makes me think about all of those things um, and just being more conscious and just aware about what I p- put in my body. Where is that coming from? What am I putting on my body in terms of clothes? Um, what am I allowing my kids to be exposed to? Weren't you talking about to one of the politicians you saw who... Uh, has a lot of stocks in one of the weapons company that supplies. I think it's the defense secretary, if I'm not mistaken. Um, is it defense? You would think that's a, confl- a conflict of interest. <laughs> defense no. secretary with defense stocks. And it may not be defense secretary. That's uh-huh. a pretty high position, but was, I cannot think of his name. He's a black gentleman. Was in the military. Anyways, yes, he has some stock in. To me, so there's more than one black gentleman out there. The military. He has stock. Whatever. Anyways, yes, there's stock, and you're right. And it would you would think it'd be a conflict of interest. I read this last mm-hmm. night. I wish I knew his name now, but I can't think of it. But uh, that's another reason why us sharing, uh, you know, stuff more often than not can lead to real change. Like uh, there's an active boycott on a few things uh, mm-hmm. on McDonald's, Starbucks, mm-hmm. Walmart to list a few. Mm-hmm. And their stocks are already tanking. Mm-hmm. And so even if it tanks $5 for some people, that is hundreds of thousands. That's millions down the drain. It is. It's um, what Austin is the Secretary of Defense. That's yeah. craziness. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then you'll hear the sociopaths running these places, like the Starbucks guy was like, "Okay, well, in a couple of weeks, they're still going to want to come back for that mocha <laughs> frappuccino." Not. And so uh, I could wait it out. It's like, all right, <laughs> we'll see. You know, um, there is a separate news: free French fries at McDonald's this Friday. But I think I, um, I think Starbucks <laughs> Starbucks is doing the same. Aren't they doing like all these different like these promotions over the last few weeks? Mm. Yeah, I got. I've been getting emails from Starbucks. Yep. I've never been getting emails from Starbucks. Yeah, they're struggling. Uh, there is so something about a Nigerian prince who got stranded. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Anyways, there is a gentleman as on TikTok, and I cannot think of his name. Um, he was talking about, he was like, you know, he went on this whole thing about like Starbucks has like, you know, it's a franchise company, blah, blah, blah. But he was like, what is really interesting? And he went on to like, he was like, Starbucks apparently have gone back and it's like, they don't, they're not staying, they're, they're neutral mm-hmm. at this point. But he's like, what the bigger picture of this is, is that like, he's like, everyday people came together and was like, we aren't doing this with mm-hmm. Starbucks. And he's like, and everyone is listening yeah. and they're doing it. He said, so imagine collectively if we did this Go back to what Amin said. If all us worker folk wore the cloaks yeah. and realized. Like, I mean, how if we, but again, but I think the, the problem with this, with us um, as consumers is that we're spoiled mm-hmm. and we like our conveniences and so people are going to be like, but I don't want to go to Starbucks or I don't want to like, you know, end my subscription to a particular network because my kids like these shows and they won't do it, you know. And and I'm sure I'm, I'll at some point be guilty of doing the exact same thing. Like, I want to do this. Or I want to eat this. I want to keep my same phone because, I'll, you know, and we are just very spoiled. And I think for that reason, because of the conveniences that we have, we continue to participate every day in high levels of capitalism. Yeah. But uh, on the flip side, on the more optimistic side, 
whenever I think about this kind of stuff, people are always like, well, what's your $5 going to do? It's like, well, if it would do nothing, they wouldn't charge me that $5, right? Mm -hmm. And so they need us to, to succeed and they need our dollars. And that's why they're, you know, promoting, they're doing all this kind of stuff right now. And so, yeah, we have a lot more power than we think, especially in numbers. And so, yeah, I mean, it's a little less convenient, but we talked about, I think uh, on a way or maybe season one, season two, you know, uh, helping out local businesses, black-owned businesses, mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, it might be a little bit more expensive. It might be a little less convenient. What's be... you trying to say about black businesses? <laughs> huh? You said no, black people charge local, too much money? Local, Is that what you said local to me? in general. Yeah, local businesses in general. My goodness. You can't compete with Amazon as far as prices <laughs> go. Yeah. But you might get a higher quality product, mm -hmm. right? And you, Do you might remember when Amin to... used to not be racist? But you know what's really interesting is, I'm going to tell you, people can say, and myself included, like, you know, my rants about social media, social media. Social media has probably been the main reason why these stocks are going down. And because I remember seeing these posts and they're like, we're going to target three companies and they did. Mm -hmm. And it's working. And it's amazing, right? So like if collectively they're like, okay, we targeted these three companies we're going to continue to boycott them and then we're going to move mm. on and just see how much bigger this can be. So what do the two of you do to avoid this kind of default of the brain to put things in these binary, this versus them perspective? What, what are your solutions for listeners? Curiosity. Mm -hmm. It's almost like someone should start a company mm -hmm. with curious in the <laughs> name. I agree with curiosity. Um, I think doing research, mm. like just learning as much as possible. Um, I think this may have been the first time that I was like, not only am I going to learn about um, Palestine, but even learn about how like Israel even got there, right? Mm. In the first place, like what happened? How how did it get there? To be able to understand that from like, um, I think psychologically, like how do we get to this place? So looking at all all of it, mm -hmm. even with the Congo, like let me understand how all of this happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always seems to begin with colonialism. It, well, exactly. it really does. Yeah, Always. absolutely. And you know, it's interesting. When I was growing up in England, you know, people in England brag about the sun never sets on the mm -hmm. British Empire, and that meant one thing to me then. And now you, they look, mean back, something. Mm -hmm. you look back with horror and been like, mm -hmm. all the suffering that's been created. Mm -hmm. Literally, yeah. And just like you guys said, it's hard. It's hard for the media to even talk about these things for some of. You know, like Congo and Sudan, because they've taught us our whole life. They're already poor and suffering mm -hmm. people, so you don't have to worry about them further suffering. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, they're humans. Just, uh, just the racism involved. Yeah. yeah, the act of dehumanizing all the time. All like, the time. The way they talk about Africa in general. Who would know where Congo is on uh, on the map mm -hmm. in, in the majority of the people we talk so to? So keep your own day. empathy alive. Yeah. Don't get empathy burnout. And make sure you take breaks when you need to, despite what Jamisa tells you. No, and I and so someone was talking about this yesterday on social media. It's like taking breaks doesn't mean that you don't go back to it. Taking breaks mean that like if you and that is just to be. It's like they were like it's almost it's being empathetic. Like mm -hmm. take a break, and you know go do something for yourself. Go do something mm -hmm. to like that. You know if it's gardening, if it's, it's kind of like when King Richard um, took a break from his first family and then started a new family and raised Serena and Venus and never talked to his first family again. Not, not that kind of break. Different. Okay. Different break, yes. So you take a break to care for yourself. Did you ever know that story of me? Yeah, And then go back to it, you <laughs> I, idiot. I just read that this week. I was fascinated. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. But once again, so they make a movie about him trying to portray him a certain way. Mm -hmm. We don't do nuance in this country. Mm -mm. We, all, we either see not. someone as a hero or a villain. Yeah. It's almost, you know... As much as I respect Martin Luther King, like he was like, he's a little player, and like he but can on the have flip both. Side of that, white people will bring that up every single fucking time you mention Martin Luther King. No, they don't. They white talk about how he was do. a hero. No, they don't. First of all, who's white? Okay, maybe you do know that. Secondly, when you talk in depth with the people about Martin Luther King, at some point the white person will be like, you know, we cheated a lot. As though, like, that's not the topic we're on. <laughs> but do, but you're right. Like, but can we have both? Can we have complex yeah. narratives about people? But we do. We do for your everyday person. Mm -hmm. We can see that. We do not see it for people that are celebrity status. I think, you, hold, I think you put me on a pedestal that's tough for me to keep up. <laughs> I didn't say you're a celebrity, buddy. 
I, th- I think you hold me in such high regard. It's difficult sometimes and creates a lot of pressure for me. Anyways, I think that we are we do that for everyone else, and we don't do it for. I don't think people do it. I think even with people's close friends, they you tend to be so? like, this is my best friend. How could they do this? Mm. Versus this is my best friend who's complicated and it sometimes is going to... Well, that's what maybe... Well, hopefully people will be able to allow space, right? Everyone's not going to be perfect and great. Like, you know, that one time you came home and I had three hookers and a whole lot of cocaine. And uh, I said, come on, Jamisa. For anyone, he's... I am he human. is joking. But Are the times I've pushed you out, huh? We do it with family. What complexities? No. Uh, Binary. Yeah, yeah, they're great people. So yeah, they have all these faults or whatever. Yeah, they might be racist, but <laughs> I promise he's not that kind of racist though. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he just grew up in a different time. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Like I used to hear that one all the time. Mm-hmm. But should we? But should? But okay, we were talking about nuances. Should we have space for that? I don't understand. Like, if you got the racist uncle, yeah. Do you need to be understanding of things? But you're saying, but we're saying like we can excuse people like, oh, this person cheats all the time, but they're like this great mm. whatever. They have these skills. And like, can we allow space Nunchuck for those skills. things? kids. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Something for people to think about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, catch our podcast downloads every Wednesday at one o'clock if it means paying attention. Yep. Oh, my gosh. If it means not paying attention, it tends to get um, ready for download about 8 p.m. on Wednesdays. (laughs) Uh, You can watch on YouTube, you can watch reruns, or you can catch us live each Thursday around 12, 12, 15, something around there on TikTok and Instagram. Also, Ben's starting a few more lives now on the old tickety-tock. And so feel free to join me on there. And we did mention we had a little... Explosion recently on our our Instagram, didn't we? Yeah, we're we're popping. We're IG girls now. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Me either. It's, it's a trend. All right. I'm an IG girl now. Yeah, there we go. All right. Um, I hope everyone has a wonderful week, and we will talk to you soon. Take care.